Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Not.net. I'm Sean Claybo, your host. And uh, <laughs> sure. today, at our today, first, our first uh, live streaming show, uh, of course, there's going to be a little bit of issues, but we'll get all straightened out. We've got our co-hosts. We've got Adam Vermonic. Hey, Adam. Hey, folks. Nice to see you. <laughs> we got Hi, the one and only, yep, the one and only Mark Miller. I'm here. There's only one of me, kids. <laughs> and we got Christian Wins. It's Hi, everyone. It's the whole Brady Bunch, right? Yeah. It is. <laughs> but we're not alone today. No, we're not alone. So let's bring out a guest. Let's welcome Joseph Peter. Welcome, Joseph. Yeah, hello. And thank you for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah. So uh, we like to start things off, Joseph, by giving a little introduction to yourself and kind of how you got into development and how you got into .NET. So if you want to start us there, go right ahead. Yeah, so uh, I'm right now, I'm .NET developer, uh, but uh, I... I studied uh, uh, University of Economics, so my like education is a bit different. But uh, over the time, I, I discovered that uh, programming it's uh, actually much more fun than uh, the, the the business and the, the some accounting and numbers and stuff like this. So, and I, I started with. Uh, with uh, Visual Basic for applications and uh, access database, and and then over the time I moved to more sophisticated uh, uh, languages, and uh, I ended ended up with uh, C Sharp and .NET, and I think it's a great uh, great language, much better than Visual Basic actually. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, uh, if my my hobbies, I I um, I'm really a bit uh, a biker, uh, cross country biker. Uh, also, if I can make a little promo, I, I recently uh, founded a website called BohemianTrails.cz, which is about. Uh, uh, cross-country bike trails uh, in Prague and uh, surroundings. So, if you are, if you, if you will be in the Czech Republic in Prague, you can check it out. And yeah, and and then I can, I can uh, of course uh, introduce the the Rosmanator. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what's that? Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's like a set of uh, static code analysis uh, tools for mostly for C sharp. Some some features also works for Visual Basic, but mainly it's for C sharp. And and uh, there are uh, like uh, several parts. The main part, purple base, is, is a nugget packages with analyzers. Uh, and uh, then, for example, a, a command line tool, uh, and also some testing framework. If you if you develop your own analyzer, you can uh, unit test it with the, uh, this framework. Uh, also, uh, IDE extension for 
Visual Studio and Visual Studio Code. Uh, yeah, and it's basically it's a, like it's a productivity tool. It will imp, uh, improve your productivity, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really it's not like I I I, I said it. it you should combine it with, with some other tool like Copilot. And uh, I also use uh, snippets, code snippets a lot. And But the, the, the Roslinator is really like important part of the uh, productivity. So, so do, would you have a, a specific example? So, so what is a, a specific feature that uh, you could, uh, a specific thing you could do basically with Roslinator? I think it basically uh, the Roslyn data probably suggests that it's it's Roslyn powered basically, or is using uh, using Roslyn as uh, kind of yeah, it's, it's, core. yeah, definitely it's 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 powered by, it's doing by for code analysis essentially, right? Is is that then the the um, the idea? Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's static code analysis basically, and uh, so the 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 common usage is that you uh, reference the the nugget package with analyzers. And that then probably you you will have to do some some configuration, uh, and then it will just work. So if you are in the Visual Studio or VS Code, you will see some su suggestions, and also uh, usually you can you can apply the code fix, which is great. So it's not not only that you will get some some message that something is wrong or Something can be improved, but also you have the chance to to fix it automatically. For example, in the entire solution by one click, which is which is uh, like about again, it's about the the productivity. So it's it's a uh, it's a uh, really fast to to apply some code style changes or stuff like this. So this is a one part, like the the, the set of analyzers uh, in a nugget package. And uh, the, the the second important part is the ID extensions, which gives you a set of refactorings, which, which some people like confuses with, with, with the analyzer because in the usually in the IDE you, you see it in a, in a one context menu the, the the analyzer and the and the and the refactoring so. Uh, but it's a it's a really important distinction between these two. So the analyzer is like some some rule uh, or code style rule or some uh, possible improvement in the code, and uh, usually it runs in the background and and it uh, the, the IDE gives you uh, the the suggestions or messages in the error list. Uh, for entire solution, let's say, uh, about something that can be improved. But the, the, the refactoring, which is part of the, the, the ID extension, it's some like one-time operation. For example, let's say you have a switch statement and the refactorings can be something like uh, transform this switch statement into switch expression or into uh, uh, if else, yeah. So, so this is really important uh, two parts of the code analysis: the analyzer and the refactorings. And also, the the third part it's uh, 
the code fix, which can be usually the code fix is uh, uh, like the, the the part of the analyzer, but also you can uh, you can implement the code fix for compiler error. So the the CS for for digits uh, the the compiler diagnostics. You can implement your own fixes for these uh, compiler errors. So these are like uh, three main parts of the code analysis. Uh, so for these compiler errors, does it mean that your tool can automatically fix the code? And if yes, then how does it recognize what to do? Is it based on the error code, error message? How does it work? Yeah, it's, it's based on the error code. So it can be like uh, CS, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you can implement your own code fix. So uh, in the code, you will say if the, the diagnostic ID is CS1234, then uh, uh, offer some code fix. And again, this code fix can be applied for like a whole uh, uh, document or project or, or solution. So what, what I didn't get yet. So um... Does does Rosinator come with already several of these, you know, these fixes and and recommendations, and is looking for patterns, or is it a framework to write your own uh, analyzers and and fixes? What's yeah? So uh, like the 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 base is the Roslin, like the, the Roslin yeah, yeah, API yeah. or Roslin library. So you can you can start with with the Roslin and and uh, develop your own analyzers or refactorings. Uh, but uh, so like yeah, so, so the if the, the Roslinator analyzes Nugget package, it's like the 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 uh, set of analyzers. So it's like it's not a it's not a library for development of uh, your analyzers, but it's just a uh, set of analyzers, but uh, Roslinator also provides the uh, like the, the client libraries that are like the extension of uh, Roslin API and uh, contains a lot of uh, mostly uh, like extension methods that are not present in the in the Roslin library. So you can use these uh, client libraries to develop your own analysis and uh, it will probably make your development easier because there are really like tens or or, uh, hundreds of uh, useful methods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, uh, I've implemented uh, analyzers uh, myself uh, without Rosalinator and in, in, in some areas, that's really uh, quite quite you know cumbersome. Or at least you know requires quite some code, right? So, I'm I'm all up for for having that uh, that very promising um, extra extension methods, especially. And, and um, also, yeah. if I can interrupt you, uh, the, oh, the, the the test the testing framework is also uh, really useful because, uh, like at the beginning, where there was no testing framework. The, for me, the only way to test it was to uh, start another instance of the Visual Studio, open the uh, some project with the with the 
the, the extension uh, running. And, and here I, I, I was able to test uh, if the analyzer uh, works as expected. But this is really like, terrible because it's, you have to wait for, for it. It's, it's really uh, terrible. Terrible. So, so the, if you have the testing framework, you just write some really uh, simple code, uh, and the code that should like uh, emit the diagnostic, and then you can uh, uh, add some like the the code that contains like fixed the fixed code the, the code with the code fix applied, and this way you can really improve the 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 development because um, it's like uh, with the unit test it's uh, it's just better what can i do across whole let's say software development life cycle with this resolinator am i limited only to like compilation time or maybe can i even use it somehow to analyze how the application works afterwards. For instance, I don't know, let's say that I'm writing an ORM code and I'm send, I'm running into N plus one queries problem, right? So I don't do eager loading, uh, but I do lazy loading. Is Roslinator capable of being helpful in such a case, like taking also the runtime information of how the code worked afterwards? Or do we focus entirely on the compilation time? Yeah, I would say it's like it's a static code analysis. So it's uh, if like if the information is in the in the code, like it, if it's like some different method overall, then it 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 will be able to detect it, but. Uh, if the information is only available during runtime, then I would say no. Okay. Would it be possible to run some code from within Roslinator? I mean, you have access to the whole syntax tree, correct? Or maybe let's do the, the opposite. What can I actually access from Roslinator? I imagine it's a subtract syntax tree. Is there anything else I can do from there? Yeah. There, there are like uh, several layers. So the, the like the, as, as you said, the, the abstract syntax tree. It's the the like the the, the syntax layer, and then it's uh, the the metadata sem- semantic layer, which is uh, similar to uh, system reflection. But in the in the Roslin, it's the each uh, type. It's called symbol. So. Yeah, these are like two basic approach. You can either you, you can combine it, but but uh, generally you can either analyze the, the syntax, which is the, the syntax tree, or the semantic, which is the semantic model and uh, the symbols, so the types. And uh, for example, if you have some expression, what type is it, or which which uh, declaration uh, is it and stuff like this? So, yeah. Okay, so I have this whole information based on the code. How does it work when the code doesn't compile? Is the abstract syntax tree broken? Are the points where it's broken like 
marked in special way? How how does it work when I have all those red squiggles in my IDE? Yeah, so uh, the the your question is like it's not like Roslinate specific. I would say it's just it's Roslin, but but it's, it's okay. So yeah, it's uh, it depends on you. You always will get some syntax tree, yeah, but it depends on how 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 much broken is it. So uh, you can, for example, if it's uh, uh, broken, then it can happen that you will ask. Uh, the, the Rosini API, what symbol or type is th- this expression, and it can return it's like it's error. In it, it 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 does it does not know what symbol is it. So this can happen, but yeah. So you you have to if you if you write analyzer, you uh, must take into account the fact that that the uh, and the developer write uh, the code. It, it can be broken just because it's just not written uh, entirely. So you have to uh, count with this. Okay, that sounds good. So we have the syntax tree. We It will work even if the code doesn't work. So this is cool. Now, how does it look like to actually implement such an analyzer? What are the steps? How do I begin that? What any good practices around that? How does it look like? Yeah, so so the like the, the some sample analysis is like uh, super simple. You you will just uh, you have a class and you will decorate it with uh, some de- designated uh, attribute and uh, which which will say like this is this is the analyzer class for uh, these languages. Usually, I just uh, implement analyzer for C sharp, but generally it it, uh, uh, it can be C sharp and Visual Basic. And and in this in this class, you will say I want. Uh, and again, it's it uh, like you can start with the symbol, so you can say I want to analyze like I don't know like class symbols or stuff like this. Or you can uh, analyze the, the syntax. So you will say, I want to analyze uh, all, I don't know, like uh, method declaration. And then you you have to implement the logic for all method declaration uh, in, in, the, in the code that it's being analyzed. And, and with, with, the, with the code fix, it's very similar. You will uh, you have a class, and uh, you will decorate it with uh, with some attribute again, and 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 the and the language. You will specify the language, and uh, and it, you you have to like uh, mm, uh, so. De- detect uh, what the what the uh, diagnostic ID is. So you have some some your analyzer is going to be is some visually, for example, Roslinator analyzers is some uh, RSC and four digits. So this this is the like the the identifier. So in the configs you have to like check what what the ID is and uh, based on this you will decide what to, what how to implement the code fix. 
And can I change the code without like user permission through this analyzer? Or does the user always need to accept, approve, or do some manual click to, to apply the changes? Yeah, so, so the, the, the analyzer like uh, produce, uh, produces uh, the diagnostics. So this is something that you see in, in the error list and uh, nothing is uh, changed. Uh, this so this is the like the first step and the second like optional step but but I always say that it's like uh, if you can you should implement the code fix because it's it's uh, it it uh, like put the the analyzer on a different level uh, if you have the the code fix uh, yeah so the code fix usually changes the code so the and the user uh, just uh, chooses if if just fix the, the one occurrence or, or the the all occurrences in the document project or solution so cool that sounds good how do i sure. find analyzers can i download them from nuggets or how do I find useful analyzers? Are they part of yeah, so the, the code distribution? Sorry? Uh, or are they part of the, the code base anyway? So so is, is everything in one place? or um, Yeah, does it come with its own system? analyzers already? Yeah, so, so the, the, uh, the domain, like the, the uh, package is the roslinated.analyzers, and this is the, like the, the, the main package. So uh, you will just uh, uh, reference it in your uh, project file, and and uh, it it like it it will partially it will work, but there is necessary some configuration to the editor config configuration to uh, tweak it, and yeah, then then it 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 works uh, in your IDE. So does does Roslinear complement other tools like Resharper or Code Rush, or does it duplicate a lot of the things that they do? Yeah, yeah, probably, and and also that there there are like built-in uh, analyzers for Microsoft, uh, and yeah, over the time some analyzers, the Roslinear analyzers, were essentially. Uh, <laughs> Uh, replaced by built-in Microsoft analyzers, which is uh, which is okay, and then these like Roslinear analyzers uh, can be deactivated or, or disabled. And yeah, the 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 uh, the I, I forgot the name. Uh, Code Rush and uh, Resharper. Yeah, yeah, Resharper. So yeah. It's Resharper is very similar uh true, but Roslinator is for free, but but yeah, the, the Resharper is uh, probably much more powerful, but it's uh paid. <laughs> so Joseph, I should probably start with a disclaimer. I lead the Code Rush team at Dev Express, so you know, consider all the bias that that might bring. But uh, I was interested to know, uh, how did you enjoy working with Roslyn? Did you find anything missing? Or did you find that it had just about everything you needed uh, in terms of moving forward? Yeah, I would uh, 
I would say that uh, it's, it's a great library. And uh, even that, I, as I said, I, I there is a, like uh, the Roslinator client libraries, which uh, add some some extension methods and stuff like this. But uh, yeah, the, the Roslin is, uh, is a great library. And I, I would say, as, as you said, I can you can pretty much do anything you uh, you imagine, you imagine. So yeah, it's, uh, so it's okay. Great. My, my second question is like, where, where do you see your highest value inside of, uh, inside of Roslyn? And I, I almost want to break it into two questions. Like architecturally, what do you think provides the highest value? Uh, and then also just from a standpoint of analyzers, what's your like favorite analyzer or group of analyzers? Uh, yeah, so the, I would say the, the, like for the user, the main value is productivity that you like, let's say for, uh, for example, the code reviews. Uh, I think that, uh, that people should not discuss during code reviews if, if here should be like blank line or if this should be explicit type or implicit type. So, uh, this is something that Roslinator and of course some some other uh, tools will like uh, will do for you. So you can then uh, fo- focus on some other more important things. So this is the from the user point of view, and from my point of view, like the the developer, like I, I like that you really really fast you will get some like the the product. Some some real result uh, that you see in the in the IDE, you see the like the squiggles and uh, you see the results. So this is something I like that it's not some some internal library that you actually the the user uh, uh, does not see, but it's it's like uh, really like uh, front end <laughs> front end uh, product. <clears throat> But would you would you see? Uh, I mean, there there are, there are already analyzers that are part of, say, Visual Studio, right? That you know, there are some suggestions, there are some refactoring features. Uh, with with the example you gave, which I found was was a great example in terms of 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 coding style. There's also something like StyleCorp and and other options as well. So, so how do you distinguish um, your project from from those features? If you, of course, ignore that you also have that client library that makes developing such analyzers uh, much, much easier, right? But, but are there like, uh, and I think that's that's also uh, what what the, the other questions kind of pointed to, right? Are there specific analyzers or specific uh, specific features where you where say, okay, that they, they are so unique to my project and they're just so much more more useful than what's uh, what say Visual Studio is shipping out of the box? Um, so would you say you have some 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 use piece, so to speak? Yeah, I think that as I said the, the at the beginning, like the the there were like uh, more analyzers uh, that were that were not built in the the Visual Studio, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now now over the time some some features were implemented by Microsoft, which is so so they are copying you. Is 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 that? What yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you see, I, I don't want to say it, but you, you said it. Yeah, so. that's that's why we are here for, right? That's why we are here for. So you can read yeah, I can't. I can't say that, Christian. Only you can say that. Maybe Adam <laughs> oh, well, I, I think Adam said it. Um, we have very similar voices. Okay, good. So, <laughs> right. yeah. I didn't say yeah. it. Yeah, so originally it was my analysis, then over the time it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's Microsoft, but but uh, what you can do. But no, but I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, but I I would say that I now I really I, I don't uh, try to duplicate the mm -hmm. the analysis that I know that are already uh, built in, and I I uh, try to to come up with some uh analyzers that are not like I know I or I think that Microsoft will not uh, implement and this is like so it's like complement to the to the built-in uh analyzers and and also you can I think you can you can use Roslate analyzers and mm -hmm. as you uh say uh, the Starcode and some other stuff so I think that the best way is to combine what is available. Joseph, what's your criteria for, uh, as you move forward to maybe create a new analyzer, or if you're talking to other developers about creating a new analyzer, what, what things are you thinking about in terms of as you're moving forward? What are your concerns before you say yes or decide to move forward on a new analyzer? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question because like the, the generally over the time, it's like it's, uh, it's harder to to find some uh, idea that that uh, could be implemented as an analyzer. So this is a like uh, general uh, observation. But uh, then, yeah, if you if you have some idea, then uh, you have to decide if if it's like possible to implement because uh, it's quite common that some people from the the community. Will post uh, on a GitHub some issue with some idea uh, about yeah, it. Like it would be great to implement uh, this and that. And uh, I I thought to myself that it's it sounds great, but it's either it's like not not as uh, useful or it's uh, impossible to uh, essentially to implement it uh, in a in a, with the given uh, API because it's it's uh, it's too too complicated and it, it does not uh, pay off. Yeah, so so uh, you have to really think twice be, be, before before starting implementing uh, the analyzer because uh, and it it happened to me. Uh, Mm, several times that I started to implement some analyzer and then I realized that really it's like I, I found myself in a rabbit hole that uh, it's that things uh, uh, things become uh, really uh, complicated too too complicated so you have to like give up and and stop so okay is there is is there a time where uh, the the Roslinata analyzers kind of collide with the analyzers that are already in let's again say Visual Studio or VS Code or, or or any IDE, 
or or uh, I mean, oh no, wait, you you use the NuGet package, right? So so the analyze are they then tied to the project or the solution, or are they? Yeah, are uh, they this IDE is really, wide? It depends yeah, on this which, is which like, they use, right? Yeah, so yeah. you can uh, like uh, include the analysis in the extensions, Visual Studio extensions or mm -hmm. VS Code extension, but yeah, and this then is it's what for, I, the, for the whole IDE, right? Then so the analyze yeah, and then, and then like it's a, like, okay. yeah, it's like the the IDE white. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, and this is what I did at the beginning because it it, it like it it uh, looked uh, like the 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 easiest way how to mm -hmm. give the developers the the, the experience. But uh, then I realized that it's not as as good because like. Usually, the, the the set of rules are um, uh, bound to the project or the solution. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was uh, what, uh, what I was like the, the code right. style. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, if you have a, a team of developers, you need that uh, everyone will follow the rules. And uh, mm -hmm. the way to do this is to reference the, the the package in the project, not to say or developers install this extension. So. Uh, like this is something that will happen in future that the, the analysts will be removed from the IDE extensions. Okay, and the, like you will have the refactorings in the in the uh, IDE extension, and the Nugget package will be will contain the analysis. Okay, okay, excellent. So uh, at the moment, uh, I, I looked at your uh, GitHub repository, so you're the 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 core contributor. Um, of of the project, uh, I think uh, there there the are a couple of other contributors, but looks like they they basically submitted a couple of pull requests. Uh, so uh, how how would you uh, how you pitch pitch your project for for additional contributors? So maybe developers who are hearing us and see the value in the project and would also like to chime in or have ideas for analyzers or or yeah, or so so yeah. like. Uh, it, the the Roslinator started as a like one developer project, mm -hmm. and uh, and currently it's like, st unfortunately it's still like uh, one developer project mostly. So, but uh, yeah, I I would like to uh, attract uh, more developers. So, and actually, like the the one hour ago or two hours ago, some guy. Uh, took the the some issue with, which which was marked like uh, up for grabs and uh, mm -hmm. implemented uh, some some PR. So so this is great, and this is something. Oh, Oktoberfest is happening. Could could that be the case? Are you taking part in that? Uh, no, that, I think Digital Ocean sponsors uh, every October kind of competition where uh, I think you have to do four accepted. Non-trivial pull requests on 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 GitHub, and uh, if they no, accept, I, I, I think you win a digital token or they plant a tree or something. Uh, okay, so, I, so I, I, I see most of most contributions uh, weirdly, right, from uh, from people who really contribute. So that's that's actually okay. pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, so, okay, and, so, so there, there is traction, and I mean, you you almost have three thousand stars on on GitHub, right? So, so that that people see value in that project, right? So that's, yeah, that's and also I I, yeah. I just uh, want to add that I also uh, on the on the documentation side I uh, added uh, the developers section, which uh, 
should be really focused on the people who wanted to contribute but but uh, don't know how and so yeah so they can they can go to this uh, section and uh, find some information useful information so how how long ago did you start Roslinator and kind of what made you start it I think it was like 2015 or 16 so it was like about the time that the Roslin was uh, published and yeah and, and like I, I tried to tried to implement some analysis and uh, immediately I, I as I said I, I like it uh, that you really see some uh, results uh, immediate results uh, and yeah so over the time I, I if if I had some idea, I I, I add the analyzer and uh, or refactorings and, and, and all the code fix and uh, now it's it's quite like a uh, mm, lot of lot of uh, code, but it was fun. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, the the Rosnector project is within the. .NET organization um, on on GitHub, so on GitHub.com uh, slash .NET slash Rosinator. Uh, so maybe for those uh, listeners and viewers uh, who don't know, how 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 can you achieve that? How can you make a project or create a, a project on GitHub within that organization? Yeah, so I I, I don't know exactly how I uh, heard about the, the .NET Foundation, but but then I uh, found some information and like it seemed to me like a good idea to uh, be part of the foundation and uh, also it motivated me to improve uh, the improve the project for example to uh, significantly improve the CIC pipeline because uh, it's really if you if you don't uh, have the, the pipeline it's really cumbersome to to make a new release so and uh, yeah i i uh, applied uh, it's just yeah so how how does this work so what 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 kind of information do you have to provide if, uh, yeah like it's just it's it's a github uh, repo when when you post the issue which is some template and you you fill the template and then the uh, the people from the .net foundation uh, decide uh, whether it, yes or no and if 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 yes, then uh, you have to follow some some procedure. And it's uh, like uh, I was at the beginning. I was like afraid to to move move the project to the yeah. .NET uh, organization, but uh, it was I would say it was pretty smooth. And uh, um, I would say that I am like like the, the project is. Uh, is the is the same. I am the admin of the of the repo, and uh, like it 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 runs uh, as before. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So Plus, you have additional process? visibility, right? Uh, sorry? sorry, and you have additional visibility, of course, due to the the umbrella of uh, of the. Yeah, I would say it's a, it's a great for. Uh, like yeah. have better publicity or, or okay, okay. but but you didn't have to to transfer I don't know copyrights or anything uh, 
to, to the foundation. Yeah, there are some partial uh, mm-hmm. copyrights. Uh, I would say that, 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 that the Roslinator, uh, the license is, is Apache 2, which is really mm-hmm. like permissive yeah, yeah, license. Yeah. So even before it, it was like really permissive. So I, I didn't like, uh, uh, like afraid about some, some licenses and stuff like this. So, uh, but I think you can, if, if someone is interested, uh, you can check it out on, on the .NET Foundation website. But for me, it was not like the issue, to the, the copyrights and stuff like this. Excellent. So, All right. so, Sorry, Adam, we cut you off. Ah, uh, never mind. Mark, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was just, I'm thinking, when I think about analyzers, I think that if you... If you started kind of the simplest, the simplest level, um, you're checking for things like, you know, an extra line, for example, at the end of a switch statement or something like that, right? Things that you can very quickly determine, and you can have a lot of those kinds of analyzers. And then as we start stepping up in complexity, um, the challenge of writing the analyzer seems to get steep pretty quickly, right? Uh, for example, uh, security detecting security issues. Um, or maybe uh, the example of I've got uh, something in an old version of a project and now I want to upgrade it to a new version, a new way of doing it, a new framework, for example. Um, much more complex. Checking for duplicate code is complex and perhaps even perf- a perfect time-consuming, right? So you've got like these these kind of these simple, this kind of, you know, this 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 very many, many broad, many analyzers, broad, simple. And then you've got this kind of spike, as I imagine it, right, of of things that as we get to things that are elusive and sometimes maybe even, you know, impacting a small portion of the users, not everyone. You know, as as an example, uh, upgrading a project, for example, may impact only a portion. Uh, or maybe you've got, uh, you know, uh, you've, you've got a memory leak somewhere. And we could detect that with static code analysis, but that's also challenging sometimes. So I guess my my question in this, you know, considering this spike is, is do you have aspirations of like, you know, implementing up in this really hard level, this space that's hard to implement uh, and that may have maybe not a not a huge payoff in terms of, a high demand of of use, or are you? You know, we're we're on this in this place. Do you kind of say, okay, we're going to stop, and we weren't going to? We're you know, where where do you where? What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think you you described it uh, pretty uh, precisely. That really, it's a uh, uh, as you said, some like the the there is a package roslinator dot formatting dot analysis, which is exactly as you said, uh, like. Here should be blank line, or uh, here remove uh, empty line and stuff like this. And and these analyzers are not like super easy, but it's uh, it's straightforward. Just just analyze the the, the trivia as, as it is called in the Roslin, so the, the white spaces and stuff like this, and decide uh, if uh, remove something, uh, remove some some white space, or add some blank line stuff like this. So. It's a, it's a straightforward, but uh, then 
like the, as you said, some 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 analysis of the the semantic analysis uh, uh, can really get complicated uh, really quickly, and the the, the 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 spike, as you said, it's so and and uh, and finally, it's it uh, it can turn out turn out that it's not as as useful as as the the time you have to invest into 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 the development of such analysis. So, uh, so now I I I would say that maybe maybe some some AI uh, stuff like the the copilot maybe it's it's better for these uh, some. So I think that maybe the AI can determine some some patterns better than. Than the, the the static code analysis and uh, maybe that would be some one way to to leave leave this this uh, super complicated analysis to the AI and focus on much simpler but still useful things like uh, like uh, uh, code style and uh, formatting and stuff like this. It's a great idea. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> And soon it's going to be in Code Rush. <laughs> I tricked him into revealing his whole plan. No, so so what do you have planned for Blaslinator, Joseph? What's coming up? I would say that this is really in a mature state, and uh, also like as I, I, I as I said, I started like seven six years ago, and. Uh, I spent really much more time than I anticipated or wanted, but I just uh, uh, just had to do it. So yeah, but but uh, I for for me now it would be the best state would be to attract some some developers to uh, implement uh, future uh, the, the features in the future and. Uh, I, I would focus on on code reviews and and stuff like this and uh, like it's really it's just it's really time consuming so you cannot uh, or, or you can do it but but you will you will spend your your entire life uh, de- uh, developing the some some open source project which is not like desirable so yeah I would I would say that the 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 project as it is now is really mature. It's, it's stable and a uh, uh, lot of unit tests and, and, and stuff like this. And but but uh, probably you can uh, add some useful analyzers, refactorings, maybe some even some code fixes uh, for the, the compiler errors. And I would be really pleased if some some uh, people come and say. I would I want to uh, implement this feature and say I would say like great do it and then I would uh, just uh, do some some review and uh, this would be like uh, yeah but I the, the problem is that and and people uh, uh, like write it in, in the in the issues on the GitHub that uh, they are not familiar with the with the Roslyn uh, API and. Uh, they they are just probably they are afraid to to implement uh, some start to implement try to implement something so 
but maybe 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 this this the podcast will help to attract some some guys uh, and girls. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. Okay, so I think I'm going to move us on to picks. Thanks for your uh, discussion there on Rosalind and Joseph. So uh, let's see, Mark, do you want to go first for picks this week? I, I don't know if we have lawyers involved, but they're probably going to want to review what I'm about to say. <laughs> but but my the, the most exciting thing that happened to me in the last week was uh, riding at high speed on my bike through heavy traffic in Valencia, Spain. I highly recommend it. It was incredibly thrilling. I'm weaving in between buses. It was so exciting. Uh, I loved it. And I went out and I shot out in front of all the cars and on my bike. And I loved it. It was the best, most thrilling day of my life. Highly recommend it. Check with the attorneys. It may not be something you want to do. And your insurance. Uh, yeah, yeah. And your hairs and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now on on just related to what we're talking about though, is really interesting to me. Dev Express, the company I work for, has got uh uh had a problem. The problem was is that their tech support hit was big because we we sell controls and people were maybe using the controls in the wrong way. Right. Or they were uh, they were using it in an older way and the newer way was better. And uh, we created analyzers to solve this problem. And what's interesting about this is you can use the tech support burden. Right. To go after uh, to justify building the analyzers that are maybe a little bit heavier. Right. So if you are a company that has tech support, you're selling out, selling to developers, you've got an API, you've got tech support issues, or you're taking your API and advancing it over time, this might be something to connect with Joseph on, right, to justify, right, the use of, uh, uh, the use of uh, analyzers to reduce your tech support burden. We did it, and impact was huge uh, inside uh, for us. So, interesting, that's my pick is that the pick is using this technology to solve tech support burdens. Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Right. Adam, you want to go next? Yeah, I do. And I can see last time underwater hockey was not the craziest stuff, as we can see with Mark. Not to say Sean, Christian, next time is one of you doing some dangerous approaches. And... Okay. When yeah, that, comes... that, that Mark thing, that Mark thing reminded me of being in California and the motorcycle riders on the on the highway there, where they just zip in and out, in between, you know, go straight yeah. down the they go straight down the dotted line in between everything. It's like crazy. Yeah, I I think I've seen motorcycles on their front wheel balancing on the front wheel in L.A., <laughs> but but not on the freeway, but on uh, I think it was like on Hollywood Boulevard or something like that. Yeah. All right, go Adam. So my pick for this week is generally I would just call one application, although there are many similar, and it's called Virtual Master Android application that lets you run an Android inside an Android. You can virtualize your Android phone inside an Android phone. Uh, when can that be useful? When one time I mentioned multiple accounts application on Android that lets you run, clone a particular application many times. But sometimes you need to have a group of applications working together. For instance, Microsoft Intune 
portal with something else, right? In that case, you might actually try creating a virtual machine on your phone and install stuff there. It's completely isolated, completely separate from your personal stuff or whatever you hold on your phone. And maybe it's going to work for you. As mentioned, there are many applications like this one. So it's not that I'm, you know, specifically picking this as the best, nothing like that. I'm just, you know, picking up the concept that you can virtualize Android on Android. And it seems like it's a common thing nowadays. So that's my pick for this week. All right. Christian, what's your pick? Yeah, so uh, I was uh, I had planned something else, but uh, I started uh, playing around uh, with uh, something called Quiver um, this week, um, and uh, I think they, they, they it's, it's a it's a product that uh, basically lets you uh, connect to JetGPT and uh, uh, alternative options. And the idea is that you basically provide a set of files, like uh, I don't know. The book you've been writing, or the the documentation of your product, which which you have in digital form, and then you can query that data. So explain to me what what the product does, or find out how I can achieve this with that. And I find this, uh, um, and I mean, we also in this, this podcast we we have talked about AI and also sometimes what is called AI but is not AI, and as we have been pretty critical in some aspects and uh, do see uh, great potential in some some other aspects. And I found this really one of those use cases that doesn't just sound like, yeah, you know, um, I, I've, I've been doing that uh, with a couple of uh, if statements um, uh, since uh, I've been doing that for years. But okay, this this, this actually uh, quite, quite makes sense. I haven't played around with that uh, long enough to give kind of final assessment for me but yeah there's websites and of course will be the show notes scroll wrap and there is uh, also a github repository and um, i find this uh, pretty interesting and uh, we'll try to uh, dig a little bit deeper into that and uh, maybe maybe it's uh, it's under active development and maybe it's interesting for some of our listeners or viewers as well Tapping on that, I was recently playing with Llama 2 open source mm -hmm. models, and you can actually now find many GitHub repositories showing you how to set up your own chat GPT where you can feed with the files of your choice. So kind of similar to what you're saying mm -hmm. and pretty useful for doing, I don't know, your personal wiki or company wiki yeah. or whatever, yeah. feed that through and never use search engine again, just as a personal bot. Exactly. And the, the files then are local, right? So you don't have to go... Yeah, you, you control cloud, all right? of that and yeah, it's yeah, private yeah. as later. The only problem is you need to have a powerful machine. I was running that on a dedicated server with like 64 core CPU and like the, the thingy that ChatGPT would answer me in like blink of split second or whatever was taking something like seven minutes to answer. So not Ooh. that performant, wow. I must say. And I was using, if you don't know, I was using Llama, I think it was 22B. So even not the most powerful model, there are like bigger 70 or whatever. Uh, but generally, if you go with GPU or inferential, I guess it's going to be much faster. But it does work even on CPU machine. So if you just want to experiment with that, it's really now approachable for free from GitHub or just take products, just like Christian mentioned. No wonder they, they say all these AI things are taking up so much power, you know? 
Yeah. Wow. All right, Joseph, do you have a pick for us? Well, a second yeah, pick, right? The first pick, pick was yeah. Bohemian Trails uh, ZZ, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, this was just probable. <laughs> yeah, but as, as Mark said, the, the story about the bike, I, I also have an interesting like the story. Uh, I, I I rode a bike through the Prague, and it was like it was raining and and uh, it was night, and I was riding along the the along the like. Uh, the, the cars in a, in a traffic jam, and then it happened the usual situation when the doors open. Uh, oh, exactly. No. In the, so I, I I was on the ground very very fast, but it was not direct hit. Oh. Just. But then what was funny that it it, it turned out that uh, it was the, uh, the 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 woman that opened the door was very famous Czech actress uh, Tatiana Dikova. So I I was like so. Um, surprised, and so I said, "If if if it's you, then okay." Did you fall in love with her? Did she like look at you? And did you look yes, up? She she's married, so. But, <laughs> Darn! But it, it was. It, if the car door opened. It hit. Did it hit your your steering your handlebar? Yeah, it was like like uh, the just the the like. Uh, oh my god. Just a slight hit uh, from the side, so it was not direct hit uh, to the yeah, door. That's, but that's one of my biggest fears because that's your bike is going to go down. Your bike stops, and you keep going. Yes. Right? So this was this was like just I was just just uh, uh, um, like uh, hit out of balance, but it was <laughs> okay. Oh, and then I then then I realized that. Uh, because I, I have the the grapes made of silicone, and usually when it when it's when the the, the grapes on the handlebars hits the uh, the ground, it, it breaks. So so uh, yeah, yeah. If, if of course it happened that it breaks, so I realized that I I, I should have uh, asked the, the the actress to compensation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was too it was too late. Sign your bike, yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> or do a scene, act something. I want to see some acting. Or selfie, at least. But uh, There you go. <laughs> you guys remember the uh, bike scene in European Vacation where Clark hits the, the guy from Monty Python? I, did, I don't remember that. I don't think I saw that. Oh, yeah. He's over in Europe and driving the car around and he, he pulls out and, and the guy, from, I think it was, might have been Terry Gilliam or something I remember right. Mm-hmm. He pulls out in front of him. He just smashes right into him. Bike's destroyed. Terry gets up and goes, of course he does the old, oh, it's just a flesh wound. No problem. <laughs> I, I saw it, but I don't remember this scene. Yeah. Um, all right, Sean. All right. My pick this week, uh, something is that I always enjoy is I like good quality uh, audio, sound, and things like that when I'm listening to music, whether it's headphones that I got on or... In the car, I used to do car stereo competitions or outside. So like when I'm playing softball or I'm out working the yards, I like to have good quality audio out there. So I used to have a little small, small Bose, you know, Bluetooth speaker out there, but it really didn't give me the rate of sound. So this summer I found this uh, kind of a, a boom box type of device. It's made by Soundcore, which is actually... Uh, product of Anker. So if you you know all the, the different chargers and batteries and out there made by Anker, that's Soundcore. 
and it's called the the Motion Boom Plus. You know, you know, it's missing. It doesn't have the cassette tape in it anymore, anymore or the CD radio or <laughs> things like that. But uh, it's got really good uh, sound, and it's all rechargeable. It works off your phone, so if I'm playing, you know, music from my phone right into the machine, it works great there. Um, it even actually acts as a charger. So if you have devices that you need to charge, you can plug those things in the back of the machine and charge it up off of this because it has a pretty hefty battery that'll last probably a couple days if you're not using it 24 hours. So yeah, check out uh, Motion Boom Plus if you're looking for something for good quality sound outdoors. All right, guys. Thanks, Joseph, for coming on and talking about Roslater. Roslater. Yep. It was a good, good show. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for inviting me and, and uh, have a chance to, to introduce uh, Roslater. Yeah, the great. Developers, go, go help out Joseph, for yeah. goodness oh, sakes. Yeah, help, help wanted. <laughs> so if, if the listeners do want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, I would say that just just uh, like if you if you mean the the, the contribution, just uh, take a look at the repo uh, repo and uh, the list of issues. And there are issues that are uh, marked, uh, labeled with with the uh, like up for grabs or something like this. So, uh, but there are also uh, many many other other issues that. Uh, could be implemented. Uh, so yeah, just just don't uh, don't afraid. And as I said, there is a, a special uh, section on the documentation side. So I would say that just, just don't be afraid and uh, just uh, try to implement something. And and I would say that uh, don't afraid if if uh, th- then you will get some code review. Did something could be changed or improved and uh, because it's like it's uh, it's a way how to make it better so yeah okay great thanks everybody and we'll catch all the listeners and now viewers on the next episode of adventuresin.net <laughs> <laughs>